following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. There's one power strong enough to break the cycle of addiction and incarceration. One name that restores and redeems hearts. One true savior. This is Prison Transformation Radio. Stories of chains broken and hearts restored. Here are your hosts, Jim Moore and Pastor Dwight Anderson. Welcome, folks. Welcome to Prison Transformation Radio. We are, we are part of the Twin Cities Christian Voice, AM 980 The Mission. And we are honored every Saturday at 1 o'clock to come to you, uh, stories of hope, but we're also introduce you to our heroes in mm-hmm. the world. So it's an honor to speak to the Christian community, but we know there's other folks listening too. And, and we're going to get a little bit bigger than that in the sense of we're talking about the community. Uh, community reaching out, stepping in, helping the lost. And we're talking particularly about helping those folks that are in prison Mm -hmm. in collaboration with the Minnesota Department of Corrections, as well as with with churches and reentry groups. And thank all of you that have been serving, and we want to invite others to come. And you've worked for a while with the Department of Corrections through Prison Mission Association. Yeah, I'm Dwight Anderson. Yes, sir. Director of PMA. And um, yeah, and I've been a member of the, well, when I became the director, I joined the R3 Collaborative. Yeah. Um, and I got to tell you that it, it really helped explode. Uh, in, in, within three years, we added 12,000 new students. And one of the key things was Minnesota is really on the cutting edge with the, with, um, with the prison ministry, uh, yeah. prison um, uh, Department of Corrections, because they have what they call transition fairs. And I'd yeah. never heard of those. There you go. Until I came to an R3 meeting, and the gal, her name is Ruth. I forgot her last name now, but... Ruth? <laughs> from the Bible, Ruth? No, no, no. No, no, no. no. Uh, she's part of the R3 Collaborative. She told me, she asked me, do you go to the transition fairs? And I said, no. And and and, and I said, what is that? And she said, well, when, uh, when an inmate's going to come out within maybe the next 18 months, they invite people that might offer housing, jobs, training, all kinds yeah. of different vendors. So they have 50, 60 vendors come in for the whole day, um, and I'll be at Moose Lake tomorrow, actually. We're going to do the transitional fair at Moose Lake. And so we offer our Bible studies, and I offer Bibles and our yeah. Bible correspondence courses. And so being able to have that opportunity to go in there has been a huge help and be able to connect with all of the inmates. Both uh, uh, Our biggest response has been at Shakopee Prison. A year ago, we had 255 women signed up for our Bible studies just in that one day. Yeah which is un- unbelievable. So um, it's it's great to have uh, this opportunity to talk about what the depart- partnering with the Department of partnering. Corrections and how we can work together. And collaborating. And collaborating, and yes. So it is yes. kind of a special show. We have a conference coming up in early November that is actually hosted and sponsored by the Minnesota Department of Corrections uh-huh. in order to provide a free full-day conference, more details, or I'll give you more details in a couple minutes, um, but it's open and free to the community. Those people involved in these ministry and reentry organizations, mm-hmm. as well as it's an open door 
for people to come see, oh, transitional fairs, what else can I do? Right, um, right. You can do things in prison, but mm-hmm. we've got to be waiting at the gate, too. We yes. have to have re-entry groups. Right. So our right. guest today is going to also be the opening speaker at the conference, which is the Midwest Mentoring Collaborative Conference, and it's Ron Solhide, the Deputy Commissioner Commissioner of the Minnesota Department of Corrections. And Ron um, agreed to join us today to hear a little bit about the heart of the DOC and how much they appreciate all of us out there that are providing volunteering. Uh-huh. But we're going to also talk a little bit about the conference and the, the things that are coming up. So let me give you some particulars, folks, before we bring Ron on, just about the conference. And I'll give you how to register and how to sign up. So it's uh, going to be Thursday, November 8th, 8.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m., and it's called Moving Beyond Trauma. Hmm. Dealing with unresolved pain and trauma is one of the core drivers of addiction and criminality. Right. Uh, the walk and wounded. And so that's, it's not only what counselors are doing, but now other folks like us can learn mm-hmm. how to help people heal their trauma. So it's wonderful for mentors and volunteers. Bethlehem Baptist Church, downtown campus, mm-hmm. 720 13th Avenue South, is going to be hosting the conference that day. And for more information, it's real easy, and you can register when you go, when you go to this site. So here's how you do it. Google Moving Beyond Trauma Eventbrite. Eventbrite is a reservation place. So if you Google Moving Beyond Trauma at Eventbrite, then uh, the page will pop up. You'll see the information. And how much does it cost? And it's free. That's unbelievable. You get a lunch, too. Oh, yeah, you get a lunch. Free lunch. You know, yeah, it's a free wow, lunch. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and a wonderful day with, with great speakers. And we'll we'll talk more about those. But I do want to get to Ron kind of joining okay. us. So um, he's the deputy commissioner has been waiting in the wings, at least telephonically speaking. So I would just like to uh, welcome you, welcome you, Ron. And thank you not only as we, we talked a little bit before the show, but for all of your years of support with this conference and mm-hmm. the work that you all do in the Department of Corrections. So God bless you. Ron, welcome well, aboard. Thank you very much for having me. I uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, to come on and talk about uh, some of the uh, things that uh, we have available for volunteers at the department. But uh, more importantly, I'm honored to be speaking again this year at at the uh, annual mentoring conference. It's been a, a great event that's really benefited all of us. So I really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, it's wonderful, and and I will get to, I want to get you on right away, but I'll talk about the other national speakers are coming, and just thank you, and thank the DOC for sponsoring Mm -hmm. this just loyally each year that goes by. And so we have, one thing nice, Ron, about being on the radio is we can, uh, more than just a website or a flyer, we can touch on the human side a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't mind telling a little stories or sharing just a little bit about yourself, whatever you're comfortable with. But um, I'd like to, uh, first of all, help us understand your your role in the Department of Corrections as the Deputy Commissioner. Um, How long have you been involved and what work do you do with the DOC? Sure, sure. I appreciate that. I I've uh, been the deputy commissioner here at the Department of Corrections since 2012. Um, But prior to that, actually, I started my career uh, with Hennepin County Sheriff's Department uh, early on. I worked there for about four years, and then I've 
been with the Department of Corrections for 30 years now. This is my actually my 30th year with the department. And, oh, God uh, bless you, man. Well, wow. and through all those years, all, all those years, I've been in what's known as the Community Services Division of the department and oh. uh, primarily working with uh, persons on supervision in the community and all of our <clears throat> community uh, activities uh, in various units within the community services division. So I, I started out in the uh, jail inspection unit and had an opportunity to pretty much uh, go to all of the jails around the state, uh, work with, with them uh, under, under our rules for licensing and inspection. Uh, I had an opportunity to serve in the sentencing to service program as a supervisor. Uh, I had a, a really great opportunity to be involved in, uh, in affordable homes program where we were wow. building affordable housing with, uh, with state inmates who were transitioning from prison back into the community. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a very rewarding opportunity that I was given uh, working with the department and, and then had other roles around uh, providing uh, supervision uh, in the central part of the state for probation and supervised release. Uh, so really, I've had a variety of roles within the community services yeah. division, and i I have to be uh, I have to be very thankful because I have to tell you, over the thirty years that I've been here, I've I've had absolutely the best job in the department every one of those years. So yeah. I'm very thankful for that. I have, to, I have to say, yeah, we're thankful for you. That's awesome. Would you Would you share a little bit? I understand you have a a personal connection. We were at a planning meeting the other day, and someone mentioned that your father's got a heart for the lost as well. Didn't he do some <laughs> yes. mentoring maybe with prison fellowship? Would you share something well, about how that Im- how that impacted you? It just was so moving when I heard that. Well, certainly. Actually, uh, my father, who is obviously uh, my greatest mentor uh, that uh, that I have had in my life, uh, really uh, has had a heart for uh, helping others his whole life. And uh, and actually, uh, at, at uh, a few years back, it's been a little more than a few years back, he became involved with what was then the IFI program, now Prison Fellowship Academy, uh, and was involved there as a volunteer at Lionel Lakes Prison and uh, found that a very rewarding opportunity uh, for himself. And we had uh, a lot of good conversations about mentoring and uh, the role of mentors in working with people who were going through incarceration and then transitioning into the community and trying to get reestablished and really helping them to become good citizens and and get on with their lives and you know my father uh, obviously uh, did re- relatively well with me I'm you know I'm thinking I, I did okay I stayed yeah. out of trouble and <laughs> and uh, quite frankly uh, uh, I was just very pleased he's maintained some connections with folks that uh, uh, he worked with in in the program and uh, uh, fortunately, is still mentoring me to this day as well. So, oh, that's that's so great, and I just got a smile on my face when I heard it the other day. And I thought, how perfect for the Midwest Mentoring Collaborative Conference that's coming up, because it's really going to be a lot of folks like your father, who are mm-hmm. mentoring at Prison Fellowship or in in other volunteering and mm-hmm. in, in other ministries, and 
And anyway, I, I just like that that human side of the story. Yep, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, if you just tuned in, you're listening to AM980, The Mission, and this is Prison Transformation Radio, Changing Hearts with Christ. And uh, we're interviewing Ron Solhide, who is the de- Deputy Commissioner of the Minnesota Department of Corrections. And he's just shared, uh, thank you, Ron, for sharing uh, the story about your father, and um, that in- it really inspires people to maybe think about uh, their volunteering or maybe mentoring. Can you give us an overview of the roles that volunteers play in the prisons and community reentry and what kind of opportunities there might be for people who might be listening? Sure, sure. I'd be happy to do that. Well, as I said earlier, um, you know, I started out in this with the Department of Corrections and had a lot of uh, exposure with county jails around the state. So not only with the prisons, but also I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Mm -hmm. all of our local correctional facilities, jails, juvenile facilities. Uh, There are a lot of volunteer opportunities uh, there as well. So if you're Mm -hmm. not located near a prison facility, there are certainly a lot of opportunities uh, throughout the state. But I will say in my travels and in my years with corrections, uh, the communities of faith have been incredible um, at providing uh, mentors, providing volunteers to uh, to really minister to people in, in prison and in jail and um, truly probably at, at the lowest points in their lives. And um, we really rely heavily on, on communities of faith to uh, to provide for for these services uh, within our facilities as well as the local correctional facilities. And so that's often a good place to start with uh, uh, if you are uh, with a faith-based community. Oftentimes there are um, volunteer opportunities through them at the local or state level. But but I will say we do have uh, some great opportunities uh, at the Department of Corrections, and I would encourage people to take a look at our uh, at our public website. Uh, just if you just search on doc.statemn.us, uh, and if you look at that website, we do have uh, under employment. There is a list of volunteer opportunities Wonderful. that people can can get information on, and who those contacts are at each one of our facilities. Um, as well as you mentioned earlier, the transition coalition and the transition fairs that mm-hmm. we do at our facilities. And on that same website under community supervision and reentry, uh, we have a great deal of information with our transition coalitions that are, that are located throughout the state mm-hmm. um, and constantly looking for volunteers. Uh, and they do have a newsletter that folks can sign up to receive that keeps them in touch with upcoming meetings uh, and all of the organizations that are involved. And as you said, there at the transition fairs, there are often 50, 60, sometimes even as many as 70 mm-hmm. uh, groups that come in to help provide information uh, for folks, uh, you know, in our facilities that are transitioning out. But I would like to point to two real real interesting opportunities uh, for volunteers. And uh, those are also listed on our website under volunteer opportunities. And it's the MINCOSA program. And that's uh, Circles of Support and Accountability. 
and we have uh, we have a program where we are looking for volunteers to actually um, work in our uh, uh, three specific areas, working with offenders uh, who are essentially releasing from prison, uh, and we have we have some specific populations. So, as example, under the Mincosa program, we have columns of support. And that literally is for persons who are life sentence offenders who have been in prison for significantly long mm. periods of time that are paroling to the community. Uh, and we need volunteers. They, they serve kind of as a sounding board and a circle process to help them as they transition and reintegrate into society. And then under that program, we also have the On Your Feet program and targeting specifically veterans who have uh, come to prison and are transitioning back out into the community. Uh, and so we're, we're looking for volunteers there as well. We have a great deal of faith-based programming and mentors that uh, um, come to our facilities, uh, provide for services, religious services. Uh, we also have uh, AA and NA uh, groups that come in, and we're constantly looking for sponsors for those. So there's just a, a wealth. wealth of wealth. Uh, I was going to think of the same word. Yes, wealth of mm -hmm. hundreds of volunteers, and yes. uh, many of those. Pastor Dwight is one of those organizations, and so the the Minnesota Department of Corrections website and mm -hmm. folks, you can just explore that and the mm -hmm. reentry programs that are there. We can also help with the R three Collaborative. Because Correct. many of those prison and jail ministries, we have listed like mm -hmm. about 15 of them on the website. Um, you can go to their website and you can check into. I'm just saying you don't have to do it alone. Right. right? But, right. but folks who are listening, take a couple steps, Google around, look for these things. Yes. And, and that's the beauty of bringing it back to the Midwest Mentoring Collaborative Conference. Um, mm -hmm. If you can join us on November 8th, you can actually hear Ron speak, hear the other uh, national and statewide leaders. And then, Ron, we're having those resource fairs, right? So they'll be Correct. over lunch and over the breaks. You'll see Life Rebuilders, Prison Mission Association, R3. We can meet. We can talk about. So it, it's going to be a great training to equip you to do the work. But you're also going to find some like-minded folks that, that you can join arms with. And so it's kind of a remarkable conference. So a little bit on that, because I didn't really give details before, but I'll just touch on it. And when you go to Moving Beyond Trauma Eventbrite, you'll see an overview of the agenda for today. Mm -hmm. So Ron's going to open it up, and he's going to welcome folks. And then we have actually a, probably one of the most compelling speakers you'll ever hear. And she is a survivor of, of trauma and, and of the, oh, just all the curses and come with that. And she's coming in from out of town, Ms. Tony Kane, a trauma survivor, international speaker. And she's going to be giving you just a heartfelt message of not only what it's like to be trapped in trauma, mm -hmm. but once it's healed, you'll see what, if I may, the Lord could do with someone wow. who's healed the trauma and becomes a voice and an advocate. Uh, Dr. Uh, Tom Blee, a trauma surgeon, from the Twin Cities, who was actually a keynote speaker at the Minnesota Prayer Breakfast. We were all crying. Yeah, I heard This about guy's that. front line, boots on the ground, and so you can hear him hear, hear him speak. 
uh, John Turnipseed, a, a transformed community leader, the author of Bloodline. Also, uh, Ron, have you heard of the Lifeblood curriculum in prison? Yes, I have. And, of course, that's uh, John's story turned into a, a step-by-step hmm. curriculum, both in prison and in reentry for folks. And it all kind of caps off with uh, stories of resilience, which, again, are more stories and more examples of, of the things that have happened. So you've been there over the years, Ron. What are the things from your point of view that stand out most about these conferences that you think might be most valuable to our listeners? I think really the the opportunities. I mean, you, you hear the stories uh, that are very inspiring, but also the opportunities. And, and as you said, being at a conference with um, like-minded people who really want to do good work, who want to help, um, you know, and, and the role of a mentor uh, in people's lives who have maybe never had a mentor uh, and never had that relationship or that opportunity is really critical to their success. So I'd be remiss if I didn't, uh, if I didn't also advocate for Amicus and VOA with their mentoring work that they have been doing mm-hmm. for countless years now. And Absolutely. so that, that's really the opportunity that, that people have when they attend this conference. And I'm glad that you mentioned those organizations because in addition to the DOC sponsoring, Amicus, VOA, um, faith-based providers, but also broader community providers. Mm. Um, it, it's, it, it transcends all of those barriers and all of those differences. We are coming together from across the community. Mm. And, and again, there's faith-based, but for some people, a broader secular approach. Uh, we just want to meet people where they're at. So you're going to get an opportunity to, to meet all of those folks that yep, are there. Yep. If you just tuned in, you're listening to AM980, The Mission. This is Prison Transformation Radio. We've been chatting with Ron Solhide. He's the de- Deputy Commissioner of the Minnesota Department of Corrections. And we've been talking about the, it's called the Moving Beyond Trauma uh, Midwest Mentoring Collaborative uh, Conference coming up on November 8th. Now, we love hearing stories, Ron. We just have a couple minutes here. I don't know if you have a, a, a one last little story or example of how a life got turned around. Um, you've been working with the correctional prison system or corrections for 30 years. I bet you've seen a lot of lives uh, that have been impacted. And maybe you can share with us something that, that the folks might like to hear. Sure. Well, you know, it's and it is. Those are the the things that really keep us engaged and 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 you know passionate about our work here. Is when we do have people who actually turn their lives around. And I and I have to say, I have a number of individuals that I've worked with through the years uh, that I've seen transform their lives, uh, get turned around, especially uh, folks that have been involved in some of the the, uh, house building program, as example. I do see uh, a number of them on occasion who are out working uh, in Mm -hmm. the the field of construction through skills that they've learned uh, because we gave them the opportunity and they took that opportunity uh, and really, really did great work with it. So there are, there are a few individuals in particular that are are doing incredible work and and also helping others and giving back. So, Mm -hmm. um, I can think of one contractor in particular who's extremely successful and up in the Alexandria area of Minnesota now who started out with our program and uh, really is truly giving back to the community. Hmm. But but I would like to leave you with one one little uh, 
one thought uh, about uh, a little bit what I what I'm going to point out at the beginning. Uh, in the past, I've talked about some of the challenges that we've had and uh, the numbers of folks that that we're working with and trying to make a difference in reducing recidivism. And I guess I would say I've got a little encouraging news to share this oh, year okay. with a lot of the good work that uh, that folks have been doing. And I think we're we're starting to see uh, the curve bending in the other direction a little bit. And it's only through the work of uh, uh, all of the volunteers and all of the community members that are helping us along the way with this. So I want to share that when I begin my talk at the at the opening. Okay, good, so good yeah. teaser. We got to yeah, come in. That's good. So it's November eighth. Just really quickly, November eighth at Bethlehem Church downtown. And to get more information or register, just Google "Moving Beyond Trauma" at Eventbrite, and all the information will be there. And just thank you very much, Ron. Before Pastor Dwight just takes a minute to close us out in prayer or a moment. Yes. All right. Thanks, Ron. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this time we can meet together and, and talk about the importance of mentorship, and I thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, the lives that have been changed through the power of the gospel. We pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.